Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks, Mike. You guys, start saving your money because the, the the word on the street, according to Hits Daily Double, is that Rihanna, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce are all going to do stadium tours next summer. Wow. I just saw someone... Oh, I don't man. know if Rihanna has heard this news about going on a stadium tour. I don't... I'm like, Ooh. but we've it's been rumored and basically... You know, acknowledge Taylor has said it, and yeah, Beyonce has an album. So, but holy crap, I've never seen Taylor Swift. That's the one out of the three I want to go to the most. Mm-hmm. I've seen Beyonce. I've seen. And imagine seeing those three in one side. I've been thinking about. Oh, it. Start saving your money, people. Those are going to be expensive tickets. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay. so yeah, it's so much music news happening today. We learned on the. Uh, um, Today show both of these stories. Uh, they gave some love to a couple of documentaries that are coming out. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon, will explore Johnny Cash's journey through the use of more than 100 tapes that he recorded for his autobiography. Oh, all right. So that is, that's going to be in theaters um, later this year. We posted a trailer, kind of interesting. And then... Louis Armstrong is getting a documentary. Louis Armstrong, Black and Blues, will follow his historic career in music as well as his life off the stage. And that's coming to Apple Plus. Okay. So that's kind of, you know, I'd two like stories. To see. I don't know his story. Right. I'd like to know that one. Yeah, you feel like maybe you know Johnny Cash because we I had li- walked the line. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I know way more about, I don't know nothing about Louis Armstrong. And, um, and then, uh, Apparently, Queen is putting out a big anniversary box set in November. Nice. Okay, so, uh, and while they were digging around, finding filler for the eight-disc box set, yes. they came across a a single um, that was discarded um, when they were recording the album The Miracle, which came out in 1989, I have no idea what songs so were was, on that, but it was recorded in '88. But you know how they always say, like, when did people, Mercury die? He like died 90? in '91. Oh, '91. Two okay. years after that last album came okay, out, then. at the age of 45, but he'd been diagnosed with HIV prior to that, so he knew when he's they're doing this album that he's. he's but he's yeah, he's he's not gone public with it, and so anyway, the boys and the everyone is looking for stuff, and they come across a song that didn't make it onto the Miracle okay. album. And they've um, dusted it off. And uh, Roger Taylor said, it's a little gem from Freddie that we'd kind of forgotten about. And so they 
wasn't really the song wasn't really finished, so they finished it. It's going to be released as a single in November, but we do have a little bit of uh, the song, or I don't know if it's the whole song or not, not but it's yeah. called Face It Alone. Jordy Mercury, he really just has a beautiful voice. Yeah. Which, you know, when we see Bohemian Rhapsody, we hear all of his, you know, influences. Yeah. He likes to soar. So kind of some poignancy to that song because, um, uh, you know, was he singing kind of about himself? It feels, you know, like... he kind of has this, there's a finality to that song. And they really had forgotten about the song. And they were just like, uh, and I guess we've heard unreli- unheard uh, Queen tracks before. Yeah. And other things that they've done. So did you like that song, Mike? I really did. I just, I, I love how he can get so much out of, like, one word can just go, and just, I know it's it. just so, it's so good. But it had a very almost, like, Broadway-y feel to start. Right. It was right. very oh. musical. Like oh. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. did. Speaking of Broadway. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Leah Michelle and Funny Girl is in the 100 Club. What does that mean? 100% seats filled. Not even Let Hugh me just Jackman. Let me just tell you. With the music man did 100. He was doing 94 and 95. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, she said it was unbelievable, my friend. Thought unbelievable. It was to die for. Unbelievable. Um, so many innovations happened during the show. She cried. Leah Michelle was amazing, mm. amazing. And then Michelle Collins, who sat down with her glee, interviewed oh, the glee girl, Colfer, Colfer mm-hmm. the other day. He said, I would never see that. I'd rather, I could traumatize myself. Yeah. She just saw it and it, reported on seeing funny girl yesterday morning. How, how she said it was, it was beyond superlative. Um, she thought it was absolutely amazing. It was everything and then some. And so 100% of the seats are sold out. So they call it the 100 Club. I never heard of this. And um, it's, yeah, it's very, I had a story somewhere and I don't know. I saw it on our little list, the 100. The um, 100 Club. I don't know what I've done with it, but Hugh Jackman didn't do that with the music, the music man. man. He was like 94, 95, 96. Percent sold out all the, the time. Household. I mean, 100%. Mm-hmm. And also... The right casting, because the guy who plays Nicky Arnstein, who is, we saw, is he was the best thing in the show. He was amazing. He was the amazing thing yes. in the show. So imagine if everything fits together, you know, like lucky friend who got to see the real good one. Oh, I know. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike, we went to it with uh, Bernie Feld, Feinstein, Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein. Her sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Lori and I got yelled at. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. It was hard to keep and I your attention. That. And I loved it. I just, I mean, I, I wanted it to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Face It Alone by Queen. It'll be a single coming out oh, November 18th. Right. And it'll be in this box set. And, by the way, Lisa Marie Presley's ex, the one who wears all the hats. And stole all of her money. money uh, he Michael. Re- he remarried yesterday. Father of her twins. That's right. What's his last name? Michael what? Lockwood. Yes. He was dressed like um, he, something Charlie. from Alice in Wonderland yeah. with the giant hat and yeah. the giant tie Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he got married... Uh, uh, he married a celebrity hair and makeup artist named Stephanie Hobgood. They said 
I do in the El Presidio Chapel in Santa Barbara. And his twin daughters with Lisa Marie were were in the wedding. So they're still in a custody battle. Yeah. He was spending, remember, like hundred grand a month on American Express after they broke up. And, yeah. 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 He's he's a weirdo. We don't like him. But never anyway, saw, she I would I never is good. I would never allow my man to wear a stovetop like Abraham Lincoln. It's unless even it was higher. for a costume. He you looks know? like a costume, but that's been his look, Lori. Yeah, he looks like a mad hatter. He does. I hit the images button after doing the search of him, and it's just a, remarkable the number of different hats he has. Oh, that's how he just, wears his hats. And he played. We saw Lisa Marie Presley when she had her at one album out, and she had the scathingly good song about Scientology. Yes. I was so good, and she's got, she played at the fine line, and the concert started at... Seven. No, Julia, the concert started at 9, oh. and it was over at 9.55, 55. She played 55 minutes. Oh. Julia was so happy. So happy. And her husband was in the band in a top hat. We didn't know any of the songs, and it no. was like perfect. No, we knew the one song, the one. Scientology So I'm like, song. it's perfect. Don't make us yeah. sweat. But it was fun. It, it was, was fun so to fun. see her, and she is a, you She's know, gorgeous. Had a great voice, and imagine having Elvis be your dad. By the way, the Elvis soundtrack is... Uh, nominated for an ama so i'm gonna have to get on that little it is a good it's good music it is a good soundtrack but that's a fan remember the fans oh yeah the fans okay so i might you know have that as a little initiative next week i haven't decided if you're gonna force us all to hear about it and and vote every day that's right oh after Mm -hmm. we vote for sharon stone is she singing a song this next week she's not but she's covering vogue arabia (laughs) and they use the vaseline lens they use that I want. <laughs> and the guy who invented Vaseline died this past week. Oh, he, he did? He was 96 and oh. he ate like a spoonful of Vaseline every day. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, crazy. That is crazy. It is crazy. I don't I know. know. Mike, did you see the Elvis I did not. No, we That's didn't, we didn't make it that one. It's, yeah, it's on now HBO available Max. on HBO Max. Yeah. So yeah, we'll probably watch that one soon. It's but. really it's really good. Mm-hmm. And your girlfriend's going to get be horny yeah. afterwards. Oh, just so you yeah. know. We'll no, it. it's a horny movie. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, I'm just saying it's oh, good Lord. to know it's, oh, where gosh. are the movies you're going to get laid afterwards. You know, we <laughs> always plan ahead. It's, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Hi, Holly. Is Hello. it a slow dirt day? We were undecided. Well... I'm going to present you with some evidence, and you, Laura and Julia, will be able to decide. Uh, My vote is that, yeah, it's a little bit of a slow Thursday. So let's go with page six, setting the stage for the Tom Brady-Giselle Boonchin divorce that perhaps is inevitable, and they're doing the stats by breaking down each individual's net worth. Really? What's at stake amid these divorce rumors? These two are rich. Exactly, Julia. These two are rich. <laughs> yeah, and they're both independently rich. Yes. So Tom Brady has a reported net worth of $250 million. However, other reports say that number is closer to $333 million after this NFL season. Mm-hmm. So he's racking up a lot of money. And I bet they don't have prenups. Oh, these guys married. got married a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in May, Tom Brady landed a broadcasting deal with Fox Sports that's set to earn him $375 million over the course of 10 years after he retires from the NFL. How could people pay out that kind of money? I mean, that is 
huge money. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, that would, wow. in theory, double his worth just for doing commentary on Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Tom Brady has also earned 50, $52 million in endorsements. Some of his deals over the years have included partnerships with Under Armour, Upper Deck, Fanatics, and Hertz Rental Car. But Giselle Bunchen. She has a, a reported net worth worth more than Tom Brady, $400 million fortune. Wow. Yeah. And she made, is that all from the modeling? I mean, she had modeling big, and endorsements big, that big she deals. has. Exactly. And she had a wonderful line of flip-flops that I think she still has, the Ipanemas. And yes. They're, they're like, they're like, like I have flip-flop like a Javiana. She had you know, a record style yeah, and they're comfortable Her Victoria's Secret contract was worth twenty million, $25 million in one year alone. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, she is the supermodel of supermodels now. Uh, she's also, you know, she's done campaigns for all sorts of folks. Right. Versace. Remember True Religion Jeans back yes. in the day? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dior. Why, I mean, just everything. She has done it all, <laughs> Giselle. And, you know, they have all this real estate all over the world. A $26 million portfolio includes houses in New York, Montana, Florida, uh, among other places. So, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Here's the deal. We don't even know if they're getting a divorce. We're kind of assuming at this point. They are. Yeah. Why do you guys think such the slow roll and the leak and the gossip? It's the middle of the season. No, I think everybody, there's just, people have to get their forensic accounting in order. There's a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of stuff that they're separated. I think they're they're separated, Holly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think so. They're not like in a hurry. It takes it takes a while to untangle when you have that kind of money. Yeah. Well, gosh, I mean, Exhibit A being Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Those two. Yeah, those two. Quite frankly, I don't even know what their legal status is at this time. He's suing her. But they got the thing when you. Our bifurcation. bifurcation. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. I mean, that just continues to get messier. And and, messier. and she does still have the Ipanema flip flop line. I love does she these. really? Oh, you love I those? Love these. And they're like eighteen, twenty dollars. They're so cute, and they got a little. They have an arch support, and oh. they're comfy flip flops. Do they sell them in the United States? Um, Lori's bought. You I've always bought, bought them, them, like in Mexico. But I know I bought some Ipanemas at the. Uh, at a resort, at a nice at a resort. resort shop, I swear you. Yeah, did. I have. So yeah, you can buy them, but they've got them online, and yeah, they're really cute. I recommend them. Well, perfect. If you want to add to Giselle's net worth, yeah, go right. and buy a pair of twenty dollars flip flops. Uh, this seems to be a first, in my understanding, a Hollywood star talking about Ezra Miller and their behavior and the allegations of misconduct against them. And Issa Rae is speaking out against Ezra Miller in a new... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Magazine interview saying that everything that's going on with Ezra Miller right now represents a microcosm of Hollywood and notably how the industry continue how the industry continues to protect offenders. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now Ezra Miller was arrested twice in Hawaii this year, once for disorderly conduct and harassment. They were also cited in Vermont with felony burglary. Back a couple of years ago, Ezra Miller was seen in a video recording choking a woman outside of a bar in Iceland. Now, despite all these incidents, Ezra Miller is still set to star in The Flash next yeah. year. Warner Brothers is putting $200 million behind it. East Ray, she's not here for it. She said, I'm going to be real. The stuff that is happening with Ezra Miller is, to me, a microcosm of Hollywood. There's still this person who's a repeat offender who's been behaving atrociously. And as opposed to shutting them down and shutting the production down, there's an effort to save the movie and them. And do the damage. Well, look at Bill Murray. I mean, the Gina Davis in her memoir that just Mm -hmm. came out. When they were in the movie, it was a bad movie, but he was like 36 and she was 30. She told a story. He, he's been a, he's been a grabby, inappropriate guy under the guise of something else. I mean, that movie that they shut down, that cost him an apology, a hundred thousand dollars in Aziz movie over because some young woman just was like, this is not okay for you to be grabbing me and being inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Gina was just like, I mean, I, she even writes, I don't know why I was so polite when this behavior. And we already know Bill Murray. She said she was Lou. young and new. No, and she, she was 30 yeah. years old. She'd already been in movies. This is just how women have been conditioned to just look the other way. And I'm so glad that younger women are not doing that anymore. Yeah. Now, by all means, Warner Brothers is still going to release The Flash, Mm -hmm. set for release in June of next summer. Uh, The CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery has been pretty vocal about backing this movie and saying that this is going to be the future of their DC cinematic universe, which hasn't been quite as successful as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, and Ezra is really a problem. I mean, I was in Hawaii when he got arrested over on Hilo with his drunken assault. On a karaoke I, night, he was in the Perks of Being a Wildfire. Yeah, I know. I ba- barely know. Because his big movie is going to be The Flash. Yeah, he's been in a ton of things though. Yes, I love, but I, I barely know this person. Mm-hmm. No, they just don't want to can all yeah. the filming that's already been done. Mm-hmm. You know, and speaking of Bill Murray, uh, Rob Schneider from Saturday Night Live is claiming that Bill Murray absolutely hated the members of the Saturday Night Live cast when he was a member back in the 90s, including Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. Mm. Yeah, he's saying this in a new interview and said that Murray particularly disliked Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. Really? Yeah. Because they were... F- they were funny. They were funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he just said that, you know, Bill Murray, this is Rob Schneider's opinion. The nice Bill Murray. He said, are you going to get the tough Bill Murray? He said that Bill Murray's super nice to fans, but he wasn't very nice to mm-hmm. us. He said that he hated 
us. Now, uh, Schneider shared a theory about why is because he claims it had to do with the way Chris Farley lived his life. He said that he hated Chris Farley because he lived in parallel with that of the late John Belushi. Oh, oh well, that makes so sense. it kind of triggered him. But like okay. Bill Murray, I mean, you know, he was so mean to Lucy Liu. I mean, I he's had mm-hmm. he's had I, enough incidences now that he needs a big slap. He needs to be accountable. Boy, he, paid, he yeah, wrote a hundred thousand yep. dollar check, and it's not like it used to be. Yeah, you know, this is not the days of when you were younger, and this was okay behavior. Yeah, be very curious about how the story around Bill Murray evolves. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Charlie Hunnam. Yes, Char- please. <laughs> Charlie, yes, let's, please. Yes, let's end today's Dirt Alert with yes. a story about Charlie Hunnam. His upcoming Apple uh, Plus series, Shantaram, is going to be debuting very soon. Tomorrow. And, yes, and he said that uh, <laughs> his man bun still holds up and has a special place in his heart, but he said in this role, his big sacrifice was shaving his beard because it's his protection. Mm-hmm. And he liked looking at himself in the mirror with a beard. Uh, Neil Justin in today's What to Watch. Yes, yes, yes. He's giving this, he's called it exciting, amazing, Charlie's fabulous. We want Charlie to be the next James Bond. We can't wait. Because he's British. We can't wait. And he'd be cleaning up so good. Are you going to watch Shantaram? Yeah, I'm going to taste test. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to like it. It's an incredible book. It's based on a true story. Excellent. Well, thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. you. All right, Mike, what is happening in the traffic world? She has a theory. Well, here is a theory you guys can just take to the bank on this Thursday, October 13th, as we're gearing up for Halloween, buying our candy, planning our costumes, going to Spirit, that store, Ragstock, or going to a haunted house. Haunted house, whatever it is. Black cats bring good luck. A surprising survey shows twice as many Americans flip the script on that old superstition. And they do not worry if a black cat crosses their path. In fact, people think it's more likely to bring you good luck instead of bad luck. I swear I see more black squirrels than black cats. Well, Julia, you're on a squirrel campaign I just today, live in, and we're I not live going by, to indulge your no, but your derailing. When's the last time you've seen a black cat? I You don't see him very. I've seen a black one occasionally, and then the albino squirrel is always a real treat. Oh, no, but I'm even talking about a cat. Yeah. Oh, a black cat. I, I see him, yeah. I never do. Um, so, anyway, t- only 20% of people think black cats bring bad luck. I know whenever I have seen one, I immediately cross myself. Like, wow. oh, I thought your legs. No, like no, I crossed myself. Oh, no, no, I don't want any. I'm superstitious yeah. with the okay. black cats. My brother has a black cat. Oh, I, oh, I never okay. seen the black cat. I have never seen a black cat in years. Yeah, yeah. So um, black cats, this is a stereotype. Black cats really do love to talk. In fact, half of people who own black cats describe their pet as extremely vocal. They are the talkiest of the cats. And whenever you see a movie, it's always the black cats who talk. It's true. The littlest witch. That's right. I mean, so are you a cat lover, Mike? I have a cat, yes. I love cats. And uh, she's mostly black, and she... She talks pretty, yeah. She pretty talks much, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, do you understand? Because like, National like, Black Cat Date is October twenty seventh. 
So <laughs> just plan ahead, right? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so what else? Dude, black. Good, good to know. Uh, uh, good to know. Black cat owners are a little bit more credulous of the supernatural, including ghosts and aliens and something called cryptids, which I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't either. And is there a brand like is a black cat like a Siamese cat? Or no, is it, it's, it's just, just the, the color of the fur. So that's what they a just, black cat can be. What any kind of a cat. Not a oh. tabby, because tabby is, by its nature, you know, got the, okay, you know, the, just whatever, the tabby patchwork, if you will, quilt of colors. <laughs> am I talking, am I saying that right? I have no idea, Laurie. No, I'm, I'm asking Mike, to, I'm our cat to, owner. I'm trying to. I, I believe you. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I'm yeah, I guess. Cat owner. Yeah, the black cats are wonderful, Julia, and people aren't afraid wait. of them anymore. Okay, good And I know. don't need to cross myself anymore when one runs in front of my car or so passes your brother me. has one, so you see one on occasion. I never see that black cat. That black cat doesn't come, it, he's... He's, he's vocalizing upstairs, talking to my brother. I don't <laughs> know what's going on. He's not coming down. The scary lady's down there. Here's a theory. Are you guys at all? Do you ever wonder what happens to all the cell phones? Yeah. That people don't use anymore? I do wonder about that, yes. Uh-huh. Guess what, you guys? In 2022, more than 5 billion phones will be thrown away. More than enough to stretch all the way around the world. If stacked flat on top of each other, the phones would go 30 miles tall, 120 times higher than the International Space Station, and would reach an eighth of the way to the moon. Incredible. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. This was uh, conducted by the uh, Waste Electrical and Electronic Equipment Forum. And yeah, they just said uh, on average. Do they recycle? Are they recyclable? People will maybe one or two or three phones but all these little electronic items cell phones and it just it weighs a ton it weighs a ton and so they're just trying to figure out what are they going to do with uh, all these phones and mobile phones are the fourth most hoarded item despite being made of valuable recyclable materials such as gold silver palladium and copper um, so at least what are the other three? I'm so curious now. I want to know what the other hoarded items are that well, money, okay, gold. gold. Yeah. I'm telling you when your phone doesn't work, you're desperate. Yeah. And you most people desperate. will keep, will keep at least an extra phone I, just in case I did, but we tried to use it and it was too outdated because yeah. I tried to give it to my mom when she drove over right. the last one. Yeah. Uh, people, you know, a small percentage of people plan on selling them or giving them away, and 13% they hang on to them for sentimental value, whatever that is. But they want, they want, our, they want people hoarding. to recycle, is what okay, they're trying so to do. Okay, so you can bring your mobile phones to your recyclable center. Yeah. I've been to mine a lot lately. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. So they want, they wish like more supermarkets would have collection points because sometimes it's just people don't know what to do with them right. and feel reluctant to throw them in the trash. Trash. Right. Speaking of recycling, yeah. like your old glasses and stuff, I think the Lions Club, um, you know, will take old glasses and give them to people who need them. 
Yeah, you, nobody knows where Lions Club is anymore. So they have like Lunds works with the Lions Club, and you can do they go, have an eyeglasses drop off there? Yes, at Lunds? okay. Because there's not like Lions Clubs just lining up all around the place that you can go to, like a VFW or something. So okay. they work with like I even think Envision works with the Lions that Club. you can drop off your old glasses because that's something that you could get out there. That you could, could get out there using. to someone. Yeah, that's right. What is the world doing to help? With this cell phone, what is thing? it doing? Well, apparently, uh, seventy-eight countries involved are involved in the fourth international e-waste day, which is coming up. So you keep a lookout for that on your daily thing, and that's what they call it: e-waste. All these little, they even include electronic toothbrushes, right? Little Kindles, right? What do you do with it all when you they, they've expired? Yeah. So anyway, no. Oh, all right, Lori. Yes. Okay, so do you freak out if a fly lands on anything that you're going to be eating? No. no? And I know I'm supposed to, but mm-hmm. I don't care. Okay, Doesn't I do. Doesn't me at all. No. I do. I don't care because I'm not whatever. All right, all right I'm going to tell you why you should freak well, they, out. Well, they're terribly dirty. They're vomiting on yeah, your food when they land on it. Bah! Okay, so that's what they do. And um, common house flies, this is from the University of Massachusetts in Am- Amherst, and they just said... Um, you know, they've always focused on the biting flies, not on the common house fly that'll get in your house. And their crop is like a gas tank. And they just love to vomit on food Bam. and then eat it back up. Oh, And they leave something behind. So, right. yes, when you are freaked out about seeing flies, you know, like in a like in a case. Like at a pastry thing or something, if you when ever you see, see that. see that? I don't ever see that. Well, I, you know, you see it. It's been seen, but, you know, maybe a market or something. Yeah, you got to freak out. Uh, this fly, this fly, like like it could land on dog poop. That was what my mom always would say to me about freaking out about flies. Oh. You don't know that that fly wasn't sitting in poop. <laughs> and now he's come and landed on you. Well, thank God that fly season's over. Yeah. We can get stressed out about this next year. Yeah, non-biting flies vomit is a far greater risk to human health than anyone thought possible. I don't know anyone who's died from vomit on a hamburger. I mean, this is something that is very underreported. I'm thinking because I have never heard. Well, because they fly on your potato salad, and then it'll go to the macaroni salad, and then it'll go to the hamburger. But I don't know anyone who's said. They just got look at the. Well, Julia, this was published in Insects, and they're just trying to get more money to study the other flies and not just all the studying on the biting flies. I want to know about the damn fruit flies that are invading the world because it's so dry right now. They're just coming. I swear they're swarming my home. The gnats. The gnats. I mean, they're very different from a fruit fly. But I feel like they look alike. Do they puke on everything? I think no, but they are pesky pesters. Mm Yeah, well, this has been your bug update. Yeah, it really I, is. I read I'm glad it. to help. You okay. learned about black cats, flies. And I have some really fun news. And e-waste. All and right, e-waste. e-waste day is coming up. We'll <laughs> let you know. I'll keep you posted. It's after no bra day. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. Thank you so much, everybody. This is your last opportunity. The sale ends tonight if you want to see our movies. Uh, if you want to um, see the project down in Dirty Movies, we've got a... $10 streaming link. And once once 11 o'clock comes and goes, that'll it's be it. Done. Those movies are forever 
You'll have to find someone to watch. You know. Watch it on the black market. That's right. So the <laughs> ticket button is back up on the page, on the MyTalk page. So if you want to take a look at that. That's... Wait to see what the secondhand market for the stream links Right. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. want to also remind people, Lori and I are having our very first ever J Book Club live event mm-hmm. a week from Tuesday, which is October 25th at the Book Club restaurant in South Minneapolis. It's a free event, but you have to pre-register. Um, and, um, it's, the information is on our show page link at the Lori and Julia show page link on mytech1071.com or just go on Facebook Yes, and do that. We'd love to see you. And our special guest is Lorna Landvik and she is hysterical. Okay. So what's not so hysterical, but might be is my, um, inability sometimes to read headlines. Yeah. You're teasing. You said you've got so, like, the most exciting news to share so with I was so excited us. about something. And you know how they mix in old headlines with new headlines and all yeah. that kind of stuff? On the side. Don't uh, fall for the side no, stories. No, this was right on the front. The Naked Gun reboot is in the works with Liam Neeson and Talks to Star. So I was thinking it was in the works with Leslie, whoever the guy was, who's passed away now. You know, the old guy that... Leslie Nielsen? Yes, because <laughs> he's pictured right next to him. That, is he still alive? That's so cool. But anyway... He's not. So is there a Naked Gun 3 yes. with Liam Neeson? Yes. Well, what's It's in the works. I kind of think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Did you guys... Like, I mean, I, I thought those, Proft is involved. I thought yeah. those were so funny. So it's... The Naked Gun franchise is also known as the Police Squad movies. And they did Airplane Top Secret. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat. And it's made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about... Um, Doing like Liam it? Neeson would be the yeah. Leslie Nielsen yeah. character. I kind of think that's kind of fun. Well, I don't and then, see how you screwed up that thing. Well, because I thought I was looking at you the were old... thinking Le- Leslie Nielsen was going to be in the thing. <laughs> and like... that. That's so cool. Is he still alive? Yeah, I don't even know if he is. No, he's passed. Yeah, yeah. Years ago. yeah. Right away. I, like I got it. So, but Sons of Anarchy. You were talking about Kurt Sutter the other day, yeah. and that he wants to return to TV. He is. He's got it. Do you know what it's called? Mm-mm. It's called um, the Abandons, and so he's been approved for. It was a- Charlie Hunnam who said he was thinking he had an idea for Sons of Anarchy. Yes, but this Not is. Kurt, but Kurt created the show, and he's married yes. to Katie Segal. Yes, yes, yes. So he is um, got a project in the works with Netflix, and has been approved for ten episodes, and it is a Western action drama series. So capitalizing on Yellowstone and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So he's got a he's got a show. The Abandons will explore. I hope Walter Walton Goggins is in it. That's oh, all I care about. I he love be him. Good. He'd be he'd so be good. good. And then last night they had the premiere uh, in New York for this show called The Watcher that I think uh, dropped today on Netflix. Bobby Cannavale is in it. What is it about? It's a true crime horror drama series. Mira, Mia Farrow is in it, and this is the first time she's been on screen in 10 years. It's from Ryan Murphy. Oh, dear. And um, the family moves into their dream home only to be plagued by ominous letters, strange neighbors, and sinister threats. Yeah. And Jennifer it's based, Coolidge is it? Yeah, and it's based on a true story. This, you know, uh, like a true uh, a family that had this happen to them. And there's a lot of great people in it. And, um, you know, Mia Farrow, I was just watching. Oh, I was watching this documentary. The kid stays in the picture about Robert Evans. Yes. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you love it? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. I did like it. But um, 
Robert Evans as a producer was on so much fire as far as making great movies, but the first movie he really makes is Rosemary's Baby. He options Ira Levine's Levin's book, and he wants Roman Polanski to direct it, even though the studio doesn't want him to direct it. Frank Sinatra enters his life before The Godfather, and he demands that Mia Farrow be done with the shooting by the 1st of November because she's going to be in a movie with him. And he demands that Robert Evans... Who is Evans, this again? Frank Sinatra oh, is married to yes, Mia Farrow. Yes, yes, yes. And she's, they've filmed like maybe three weeks of it, and Roman Polanski is a plotty director. And Robert, Robert Evans is like... Mia came to him, you've got to let me out of the movie. I love Frank. I'm crying, I'm crying. And then, you know, you hear his voice in the voiceover. Well, I know actors and I know what to do when somebody is having doubt. So I showed her the movie, what had been filmed so far. And she was like, turned to me after it was all over, what they'd had fun. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, I I don't need to do that movie with Frank. You know, because she gets nominated. She becomes oh, yeah. worldwide known right? after that movie. And Robert Evans is like, this is incandescent. What we're getting from you on screen, people are going to go wild for this movie. And Frank served her with divorce papers while she was filming on the set of Oh, wow. Baby. Yeah. Way to sh- It's very ho- wow. inside Hollywood. This is, The kid says the picture. But in the offer, which is about the making of The Godfather... Frank Sinatra goes to Robert Evans, wants the Godfather squash because it's making yes. Italian Americans look bad. And he gets his mafia friends mm-hmm. to start putting pressure on the movie, which is filming in New York. I mean, that's kind of the story of the offer, but, um, you know, just yes, all of that. That was but, the best. So that Frank is, Sinatra if you was want not a Mike, fr- If you want to watch something a good. A great show. That's that is, on Paramount Plus. That was something. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for that. I don't know which movie we were at, but they had the trailer in the big th- screen. It was like, Miles oh, man, Teller. So it is good. so, yeah. so it's good. good if people are looking for yeah. something new to yeah, if get into. Paramount that Plus, is that so is a great good. Show. And you don't have to have, you know, been a huge fan of The Godfather. It's so interesting. And it's good. Uh, and how a movie ever gets made. And we got a little taste of that just seeing, you know, because there's, think about if you're making a b- big scale. I mean, my gosh, the thinking that goes on and the disagreements about lighting and there, or uh, a co-star's famous husband, she, she needs to be off the movie set right. in three weeks. It was, it was uh, juicy, you know, um, but he really... I hope they make someday the offer about the making of Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. That There's would be gonna good. There's going to have to be more time to go I by. know, but the fallout of Don't Worry, Darling, I it mean, would be... I mean, thank God it came back in the news. Thank goodness Olivia Wilde opened her mouth to Elle <laughs> Magazine November. I think... It had been a gossip desert. We didn't know the gift that we were getting. I think that's going to be... That would be a good one. Yeah, well... Uh, Tibby Yeah. Tibby day. Anyway, Ovid Scobie today wrote a column. He said, uh, Prince Harry, you know, this. remember this lawsuit a week ago. Prince Harry, Elton John, Elizabeth Hurley, Sadie Frost, David Furnish, suing the parent company of the Daily Mail. Yeah. He said, they're all willing to take the stand. To go there. Oh, I love it. They have a lot. All right, we'll enjoy it before it's gone. Yeah, right. (laughs) All right, have a great night. Thanks, Mike. Um, We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. For nine years.
a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.